1: recorded live <laughs>
0: This is Saturday, July 8th, 2017, and welcome to episode number 17 of W C W S Wrestling Profile. Of course, this is part two of our look at our our profile into the one and the only uh, uh, enigma of professional wrestling, we should say, the icon known simply as Sting. I am once again Mr. C W S Chad Henshaw joining you as we, of course, we as we of course get get started here on the second part of the journey of the career of the one and only one and only Sting, of course I right now um, I'm now flying a little bit solo here tonight. I uh, hope waiting for the arrival of the Iceman J D here, DJ Rollamow. Hopefully some other folks might will pop on here as well. But if you <clears throat> care to join us here as we look into our as we look into of course the one and only, the, the one and only icon himself. Please feel free to give us a call here one more time, 1724 444 7444 Call ID 142-241 pound and press that one if you want to chime in on anything. If you have any thoughts and all about Sting, uh, of course, from of course the show we did on Thursday night, um, or what we talk about here this evening about the man himself, please feel free to let us know here. We'll definitely love we would love to share it on the air here tonight. Uh, of course, if you remember in part one of a special edition of profile that we did. Uh, we of course talked about his start, his, beginning, his, his humble beginnings, of how he got into wrestling. how uh, He teamed up, of course, with the man who would known, be known, who would of course forever be known as the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, his early days in wrestling, like said, UWF and of course, eventually would become WCW, and how he, of course, uh, th- how he of course would be able to carry that, uh, that company throughout, like I said, his uh, illustrious career. Winning several different championships, of course, the United States Championship, Tag Team Championship, Television Championship. Uh, Of course, also the the, the WCW world title on numerous occasions as well. Of course, also how he factored in on the very final episode of WCW Monday Nitro in 2001 as he had the final WCW match against one of his longtime rivals, the Nature Boy himself, Ric Flair. Uh and of course like we didn't have time to go into any more detail. Uh after we after we had after we come of course into the end of of course the company that Sting was well was well was well loved in of course which was WCW. Uh and of course now we go into so we go so we decided to have this second part um about uh of course his uh second run going on uh about Throughout, of course, TNA, uh, and eventually of course would lead into finally lead into the one company that had, had eluded him for so many years, and that was of course WWE. And of course, we'll go into more details about that here in the in here in the next little bit. So let's go ahead and and embark ladies and gentlemen, on the second part of our journey.
1: <clears throat>
0: as we of course talk about of course the, the second phase of the career of the woman, the one and only icon himself. The franchise, Sting. Uh, of course, for Wikipedia. I think wikipedia.org, for, for, of course, for providing the page here tonight, of course, as we did real in-depth here look at, of course, this fine superstar. World Wrestling All-Stars from 2002 to 2003. In 2002, after over a year and a half in hiatus, tur- to toured Europe with the World Wrestling All-Stars, or WWA promotion, throughout November and December. His first match in WWA took place on November 28, 2002 in Dublin, Ireland, where he reunited with Lex Luger to defeat Buff Bagwell and Malice, who, of course, was the late Jerry Toot, they known as uh, The Wall, also Sar- uh, Sergeant A. Wall. Uh, sadly, of course, we lost him, of course, a while back here as well. At the Retribution in December two, on December 6, 2002, in Glasgow, Scotland, United Kingdom, Sting lost to Luger in a bout for the vacant WWA World Heavyweight Championship. Sting defeated Luger to claim the WWA World Heavyweight title in Zurich, Switzerland on December 13. Sting embarked on a second tour with WWA in May 2003, successfully defending his championship against Rick Steiner, Shane Douglas, and the Disco Inferno. The W.W.A. held its final show, The Reckoning, on May 25th in Auckland, New Zealand, where N.W.A. World Heavyweight Champion Jeff Jarrett defeated Sting for the W.W.A. World Heavyweight Championship, unifying both belts. Total nonstop action wrestling, sporadic appearances between 03 and 04. In 2003, Sting signed a contract, committing him to four appearances with a total Non-Stop Action Wrestling, or TNA, promotion. He debuted in TNA on the June 18th one-year anniversary show, teaming with Jeff Jarrett to defeat AJ Styles and Six-Pac, which we all and also know him as x as well. Following this, Borden engaged in a comprehensive series of sit-down interviews with Mike Tenay, discussing his career and his faith. Steve so returned to TNA on November 5th, 2003, defeating Jarrett by DQ in a match for the NWA World Heavyweight title. On November 12th, Sting teamed with AJ Styles to defeat Jarrett and Lex Luger. He made his final TNA appearance of 2003 on December 17th, defeating Jarrett in a non-title match. On March 24th, 2004, Borden was interviewed once again by Mike Taney as part of the promotion for his direct-to-video biographical film, Sting, Moment of Truth. And on March 31st, he returned to the company for one night only as a special guest enforcer, for the main event, a four-way match between Abyss, A.J. Styles, Raven, and Ron Killings, who of course we know now as R-Truth, which Raven won. The feud with Jeff Jarrett between 05 and '06. On December 11, 2005, at turning point, <clears throat> as Jeff Jarrett stood in the ring celebrating his victory, lights in the arena went out as images of a scorpion, sting symbol, appeared on the arena screens along with the date January 15, 2006. Spotlights then illuminated the ring, revealing a chair bearing Sting's signature trench coat, boots, and a black baseball bat in the center of the ring. His return to TNA was officially announced one minute after midnight on the January 1st, 2006 episode of Impact. <clears throat> on January fifteenth at final resolution, Sting and Christian Cage defeated NWA World Heavyweight Champion Jeff Jarrett and Monty Brown, who, of course, would go to WWE as Marcus Corvan, in a tag team match after Sting pinned Jarrett following the Scorpion Death Drop. His heavily promoted return was greeted with a chance of welcome back and you still got it by the Orlando, Florida audience. The TNA later revealed that Final Resolution was by far the most purchased TNA pay-per-view event in any company history, breaking all previous numbers. On the January 28, 2006 episode of Impact, Sting made his Spike TV debut and his first appearance on national television in almost five years. Coming to the ring at the end of the show to make a major announcement, Sting noted that he had never had a chance to properly say goodbye to his fans. He he then announced that final resolution had been his goodbye before thanking the TNA management and the fans. Sting then dropped his bat with a spotlight appearing over it and left the ring, shaking hands with various TNA wrestlers on his way up the ramp With Sting gone, the storyline continued with Jeff Jarrett and Eric Young worrying that Sting had not actually retired and sending Alex Shelley to California to videotape Sting at home. Sting discovered Shelley filming, then walked up to Shelley's car and told him that he was going to show up at Destination X and confront Jeff Jarrett as Steve Borden. Clad in street clothes and without face paint, Borden returned on March 12th at Destination X, saving Christian Cage and Rhino as they were attacked by Jarrett's army. He placed Jarrett out in the Scorpion Deathlock, but was attacked by the debuting Scott Steiner shortly thereafter. In his first cable television match in five years, Sting defeated Eric Young on the April 13, 2006 episode of Impact. After being attacked by Jarrett Steiner and America's Most Wanted, Chris Harris and James Storm, Sting was saved by AJ Styles, Ron Killings, and Rhino, who he announced as his teammates in his lethal lockdown match against Jarrett's army. On the 8th, April 23rd, on April 23rd at Lockdown, Sting's Warriors Sting, AJ Styles, Ron Killings, and Rhino defeated Jarrett Steiner and America's Most Wanted. After Sting made Chris Harris tap out to the Scorpion deadlock. following Lockdown, Sting proceeded to seek out partners to help him defeat Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner for good. Ladies and gentlemen, again, if you will excuse me for just one second, I will be back. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry for the delay. I do have to step away for just one moment. i uh, just to say that none of our folks have popped in here yet. Uh, so, in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, please feel free to listen to this. Uh, feel free to, like I said, once again, listen to our opening theme here, of course, which is Steam's old theme from WCW. I will be right back momentarily. <sighs> I apologize for the delay, I had to uh, step away for just one minute, but uh, I'm back on right now. This is episode number 17 of WWS Wrestling Profile here, of course, our part two, and our profile, of course, on the icon, known as Steam, 1724-444-7444, call ID one four two pounds I am, once again, Mr. WSW, Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with you as we continue, of course, our second part of our journey as we journey through, of course, the career of the one and only icon, Sting. Following lockdown, Sting proceeded to seek out partners to help him defeat uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner for good. After bringing out Lex Luger, Buff Bagwell, and Rick Steiner as options, he settled on Samoa Joe. On May 14th at Sacrifice, Sting and Joe defeated Jared and Steiner after Joe pinned Jared with a muscle buster. Still having, having proven unsuccessful at putting Jared away, Sting defeated Scott Steiner by DQ to earn a spot in the King of the Mountain match at Sunniversary on June 18th. Due to a confrontation with Christian Cage during the match, <clears throat> Sting was distracted, which allowed cricket referee Earl Hebner, to knock over the ladder. Both were on, sending both men to the floor, and allowed Jared to pick up the victory. On July 16th at Victory Road, A four-way number one contender's match was held for a shot at Jeff Jarrett for the NWA World Heavyweight title. During the match, Jeff Jarrett, disguised as a cameraman, came into the ring with a bottle of gasoline and squirted it into Sting's eyes. Sting was taken by security into the back and, as a result, taken out of the ring for the number one contender's match. As the match continued as a three-way, Sting returned to the ring with his head wrapped in bandages, performed the scorpion death drop on Scott Steiner, and Sting pinned him to become the number one contender. After the match, Sting had a confrontation with Christian Cage in the ring. They ended with them shaking hands and Cage showing respect for Sting. Sting received his title shot on August 13th at Hard Justice, but failed to capture the NWA World Heavyweight Championship from Jeff Jarrett after Christian Cage turned heel and hit Sting with Jarrett's guitar. On the following edition of, Im- of Impact... <clears throat> uh, Sting stated that he wanted a rematch with Jared at Bound for Glory, TNA's biggest pay-per-view of the year. Jared accepted the match with the implication that Sting put his career on the line. A stipulation Sting accepted. Sting didn't retreat to training for what could have been his final match. Meanwhile, Impact began showing videos of Sting going through a so-called transformation with many biblical references. On October 22, 2006, in the title versus Career match at the Bound for Glory pay-per-view, Sting returned debuting his new look. A hybrid of his surfer pro at NWA World Pack styles, looking much leaner physically, he went on to claim his second NWA World Heavyweight title when he made submit Cement to the Scorpion Deslock, marking the first major championship title Sting has won since 1999. With that victory, Sting became the oldest NWA World Heavyweight champion of the TNA era, as well as the only person to win the title both before and after the inception of TNA. This would also go on to make Sting the longest superstar to recapture his second NWA world title from 1990 to 2006, which would, of course, be a span of 16 years. World Heavyweight Champion from 2006 to 2008. Sting lost the title to the Monster Abyss on November 19th, at Genesis by DQ, after pushing aside the referee and pushing Abyss into a stack of tables covered in barbed wire. In the weeks following Genesis, Sting's feud with Abyss continued as he tried to get in Abyss's head, by telling him telling he him was being used by his satanic manager, James Mitchell. Abyss was visibly, visibly affected by this, but remained by Mitchell's side. Sting's former friend, Christian Cage, and his bodyguard, Tom Cove, were also thrown in the mix, with Cage claiming he knew a dark secret in Abyss's past. The three finally met in in a three-way match for the NWA World Heavyweight title on December 10th at Turning Point, where Abyss retained the title. After Turning Point, Sting continued to try to convince Abyss he was nothing but a machine for Mitchell, and he got so far into Abyss that Abyss grabbed Mitchell by the throat, almost choked Simon him on an addition of impact, but ultimately convinced himself not to. As 2007 came along, Sting continued his feud with Abyss while trying to recapture the NWA World Heavyweight title. On January 14th at final resolution, Sting faced Abyss and Christian Cage in a a three-way elimination match for the NWA World Heavyweight title, but failed to regain the championship after he was eliminated last by Christian Cage. On a January 24, 2007 edition of Impact, Sting revealed after going through public records that Abyss shot his own father three times in the back, sending him into a coma. During the ensuing brawl throughout the Impact zone between Sting and Abyss, James Mitchell burned Sting's face with a fireball, sending sending Sting to the hospital. Sting returned to defeat Abyss in a prison yard match on February 11th at Against All Odds, and again in a last rights match on March 11th at Destination X. On the March 22nd edition of of Impact, Sting teamed with his enemy Abyss to face Christian Cage and AJ Styles. During the match, Mitchell returned with a woman who Abyss recognized, and Abyss left the match with Mitchell and the woman, leaving Sting alone to fight Cage and Styles. The following week on the impact during a meeting between Sting and James Mitchell, it was revealed that the, that the woman was Abyss's mother and that she was the one who had actually shot Abyss's father. But Abyss took the blame to protect his mother. Later in, the night, later in the night, he was announced that Abyss was added to the Lethal Lockdown match at Lockdown as part of Team Cage, while Sting ended up joining Team Angle. At Lockdown, Sting, with the help of Jeff Jarrett, pinned Abyss to win the match for his team and end their bitter rivalry.
1: Due to his win, he was supposed to be facing
0: Christian Cage for the NWA World Heavyweight title at Sacrifice. But the next week on Impact, Kurt Angle challenged Sting for his number one contendership. After Team Cage interfered in the match, it was revealed that at Sacrifice there would be a three way match for the NWA World Heavyweight title between Sting, Kurt Angle, and Christian Cage. The day of the pay per view, the National Wrestling Alliance, the owners of the NWA World Heavyweight and NWA World Tag Team titles, stripped Cage of the title. <clears throat> and Team 3D of the tag team title. The NWA Executive Director Robert K. Trubich stated the reason was that Cage refused to defend the NWA title at NWA live events. At the event, Cage still holding the physical NWA championship belt, defended what was billed as the World Heavyweight Championship against Sting and Angle. Angle was the victor of said contest by making Sting submit, who had technically just pinned Cage and was announced the new TNA World Heavyweight Champion. The impact following the event, the title was labeled as a TNA World Heavyweight Championship and was vacated due to the controversial finish of the match. A tournament was then held for the title, which culminated in a King of the Mountain match at its Sting lost his qualifying match with Samoa Joe. After Christopher Daniels interfered, Sting instead faced Daniels on June 17th at anniversary, which he ultimately won. After his feud with Daniels, Sting te- began teaming up with his former enemy, Abyss, who had recently turned face. Together, the two went on to defeat AJ Styles and Tomco on July 15th at Victory Road. While trying to help Abyss to win a match against AJ Styles, Sting and Abyss were attacked by Christian's Coalition. Abyss was pulled under the ring and Sting was sent into Broken Glass by Tomco, for Abyss emerged bleeding badly and was sent into the Broken Glass and Thumbtacks. The following week, Sting and Abyss got revenge by defeating Christian Cage and AJ Styles in a ladder match. In the process of earning a contract that allowed him to pick the title match between Abyss and Christian and Hard Justice. It was announced to be a team Mobile that Abyss had selected Doomsday Chamber of, the Doomsday Chamber of Blood match. Sting's team won with Abyss pinning AJ Styles to become the number one contender for the team World Heavyweight title. On the August 30th edition of Impact, Sting defeated AJ Styles, Christian Cage, and Samoa Joe in a four-way match Become the call holder of the TNA World Tag Team titles with, with Kurt Angle. Yet, after only 13 days, Sting and Angle lost the titles to Adam Pac Man Jones and Ronda Truth Killings at No Surrender. During the match, Karen Angle claimed that Sting had slapped her, which led to a falling out between Sting and Kurt Angle. And on the first two hour edition of Impact, Kurt Angle was shown via satellite KFAB stalking and assaulting Sting's son, Garrett. It was announced that Sting would face Kurt Angle for the TNA World Heavyweight title at Bound for Glory. The match was billed as a return to his roots for Sting, who enjoyed enormous popularity and success in the Atlanta-based WCW earlier in his career. On October 14th at Bound for Glory, Sting overcame an appearance by both Karen Angle and Kevin Nash to defeat Angle and win the TNA World Heavyweight title. On October 16th, at the tapings of the October 25th episode of Impact, Sting lost the championship back to Angle after Kevin Nash interfered on Angle's behalf. Sting then challenged Angle to a tag-team rematch at Genesis. Angle was forced to, to with Kevin Nash as his partner, while Steve's partner was a mystery until during the event, where his partner was revealed to, when his partner was revealed to be Booker T in the match. Whoever scored a pinfall would win the TNA World title, which Angle won by pinning Sting to retain the TNA World Heavyweight title. This would be the final TNA appearance of Sting in 2007, as he would take some time off to be with his family. On the March 20th edition of Impact, after a brawl between members of both Team Cage and Team Tomco, a promo aired at the end of the show indicating that Sting would return the next week on the first ever live Impact episode. Sting then made his official return on March 27th, announcing that he would be a part of Team Cage with a lethal lockdown match at Lockdown. Later in the show, he teamed with members of Team Cage, Christian Cage, Kevin Nash, Rhino, and Matt Morgan, and defeated Team Tomco. Tomco, AJ Styles, James Storm, and Team 3D in a five-man tag team match. Morgan was added when James Storm attacked Sting with a glass bottle after the match. Sting, however, later gained revenge by defeating Storm when Morgan threw him his baseball bat. Morgan then ripped off his referee shirt and revealed a Team Cage shirt, thus becoming the fifth member. At lockdown, Team Cage defeated Team Tomco when Rhino gored Storm to get the pinfall. After After the tag titles were vacated, Jim Cornette held a deuces-wild tag-team tournament to determine new champs. Four teams were already in the sacrifice finals, while Cornette named eight wrestlers as the egotistical eight. Sting's partner was James Storm, and on May level of the sacrifice, it came up short due to their inability to get along, and towards the end, Sting attacked Storm and walked out. Sting was not seen, seen after that except in an interview which talked about his career and his eventual retirement. On July 13th, at Victory Road, Booker T faced Samoa Joe for the TNA World Heavyweight title. During the match, Sting tried to talk sense into Joe as he was brutally beating Booker T and was potentially heading towards a disqualification. Joe rebu- rebuked him and Sting struck him with his trademark black baseball bat. Over the coming weeks, the feud between Joe and Booker intensified with episodes ending with Booker T or Mel striking Samoa Joe with Sting's trademark back bat as the impact went off the air leading to a question of whether Sting had turned on Samoa Joe and became a heel. Although still, still receiving a face reaction from the fans, Sting sided with Booker T. On August 10th, at Hard Justice, Sting attacked AJ Styles after he and Kurt Angle wrestled a last-man-standing match. Sting later announced why he attacked Joe and Styles by saying that the younger generation need to, be, need to learn about respected veterans like Angle, Booker, and himself. He declared that he wouldn't retire until he had accomplished his mission. This led to mixed fan reactions. And sparked a feud between him and TNA World Heavyweight Champion Samoa Joe, as well as Jeff Jarrett, who arrived to aid Samoa Joe and AJ Styles by giving them his guitar, as, as as Sting had done with his bat. The main event Mafia from 2008 to 2009. On October 12th at Bound for Glory 4, Sting challenged Samoa Joe for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship and was successful in claiming the title after Kevin Nash returned and hit Joe with Sting's baseball bat. On October 23rd, Sting joined the main event mafia, Kurt Angle, Booker T, Charmel, Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner, and himself. And by doing so, he fully turned heel for the first time in years. Although Sting did not participate in sneak attacks and was cheered by the crowd, making him more of a tweener, a neutral character, Sting went on to successfully defend the title against AJ Styles on November 9th at Turning Point the team Frontline in an eight-man tag team match with the main event on December 7th at final resolution. Rhino on January 11th, no, Genesis. Uh, Kurt Angle and both members of Team 3D. A four-way match on February 8th at Against All Odds. And against Angle on March 15th at Destination X. At Lockdown 2009, Sting lost World Heavyweight Championship to Mick Foley inside the Six Sides of Steel. ending his reign at 189 days, his longest world title reign for any organization. On May 24th at Sacrifice, Sting defeated Kurt Angle to become the new godfather of the Main Event Mafia. On the following episode of Impact, Sting's fellow Main Event Mafia members attacked him, removed him from the group, and Kurt Angle reclaimed his role as, as godfather. The following week, Sting took his revenge upon the Mafia when he attacked every member of the group and stole Angle's World Heavyweight Championship belt, becoming a fully-fledged face as a result. On July 19th at Victory Road, Sting was defeated by new Main Event Mafia member Samoa Joe, in a seamless match after the debuting Taz interfered on Joe's behalf. On August 16th at Hard Justice, Sting unsuccessfully challenged Angle for the Team A World Heavyweight Championship in a triple threat match, which also included Matt Morgan. On September 20th at No Surrender, Sting lost a five-way match for the Team A World Heavyweight Championship. It also included AJ Styles, Fernandez, Kurt Angle, and Matt Morgan. Instead of pinning Angle, he opted to attack Morgan to allow Styles to pit angle and become a new World Heavyweight Champion. As a token of gratitude, Styles offered to give him a title shot at the following month's pay-per-view Bound for Glory in a match of as possibly being Sting's retirement match. At the pay-per-view, Styles defeated Sting to retain his title, ending Sting's undefeated streak at Bound for Glory. After the match, he announced that he didn't know whether he could continue his career or not, saying that the way you fans are reacting right now makes me want to stay forever. At the end of the year... The match was voted the match of the year by the fans of TNA. Deception and Insane Icon from 2010 to 2012. On the January 4, 2010, the live three-hour Monday Night edition of Impact, Sting returned to the Impact Zone, appearing in the rafters of the arena. Sting appeared two months later on March 8th, appearing as he was going to help a bloodied Hulk Hogan and Abyss during a match at the beginning of the show against AJ Styles and Ric Flair. Instead, he swung his baseball bat on Hogan and Abyss, turning heel as a result. He was later defeated by the debut in Rob Van Dam. Sting would continuously attack Van Dam with his bat after the match, completing his heel turn by attacking security guards and Hulk Hogan. On the March 22nd edition of Impact, Sting was announced as the captain of Team Flair, In the annual Lethal Lockdown match, where they would meet Team Hogan, captained by Abyss. At Lockdown, Team Flair, Sting, Desmond Wolfe, Robert Roode, and James Storm were defeated by Team Hogan, Abyss, Jeff Jarrett, RVD, and Jeff Hardy. On May 3rd, Sting explained his access to Hogan and was later tapped behind by Jeff Jarrett. At Sacrifice, Sting assaulted Jarrett prior to their match and then dragged him into the ring, where he managed to score a pinfall in seconds over his bloodied opponent, leaving him injured. On the following edition of Impact, the teammate championship committee ranked Sting number one in the rankings. As a result, he was granted a shot at RVD's World Heavyweight title at at Slammiversary 8. Sting then attacked Eric Bischoff with his baseball bat, biting the hand that fed him. Sting later promised that he would reveal the most behind his actions after winning the World Heavyweight title. At Slammiversary 8, Jeff Jarrett made his return and called Sting his title match against RVD. After assaulting Jarrett from behind on the June 24th edition of Impact, Canadian President Dixie Carter suspended Sting for 30 days without pay. the following week. Sting returned from his suspension on the August 5th edition of Impact, wearing his NWO Wolfpack red face paint, and helping Kevin Nash, who had backed him up during his suspension, beat down Jarrett, Eric Bischoff, and Hulk Hogan. On the September 2nd edition of Impact, Sting defeated Jarrett in a singles match after an interference from Nash. After the match, Samoa Joe aligned himself with Jared and Hogan and drove Sting and Nash away. At no surrender, Joe and Jared defeated Sting and Nash in a tag team match after Jared hit Sting with his own baseball bat. On the September 16th edition of Reaction, Sting and Nash were joined by D'Angelo De Niro, who claimed to have gotten inside information from Bischoff's secretary, Ms. Tessmacher, that would suggest that Sting and Nash were right about Hogan and Bischoff being up to something.
1: At Bound for Glory, Sting,
0: Nash, and De Niro faced Jeff Jarrett and Samoa Joe in a handicap match. After Hulk Hogan, who was slated to team with Jarrett and Joe, was forced to pull out due to a, due to back surgery. At the end of the match, Jarrett abandoned Joe and Sting. Abandoned Joe and Sting and Nash and De Niro tried to tell Joe this was what they were saying all along. Joe fought them anyway and it ended up being pinned by Nash. At the end of the event, it was revealed that Sting had been right about Hogan and Bishop all along as they turned heel with Jared and Jeff Hardy as a they in the process in the process turned Sting, Nash, and De Niro back to being faces. On the following edition of Impact, Sting and Nash refused to join Hogan, Bischoff and their new group Immortal, and walked out on TNA and DC Carter. They had tried to warn her that Hogan and Bischoff would try to take her over the company for their own gain, but she hadn't listened. Meaning Sting was never a true villain his entire heel run. After Impact, Sting took hiatus in TNA television. Board's TNA contract had expired at the end of 2010. After a four-month hiatus, Sting returned to TNA on February 24, 2011 at the tables of the March 3rd edition of Impact, where he appeared as a surprise challenger and defeated Jeff Hardy to win the TNA World Heavyweight title for the third time. On March 13th, at Victory Road, Sting successfully defended the title against Hardy in a no-DQ rematch that lasted 90 seconds. According to Working Backstage, the match was planned to last longer, but Sting, believing that Jeff was in no shape to perform from looking at him, deliberately ended the match early and was later heard agreeing with the fans claiming that the match was BS. The following month, at Lockdown, Sting successfully defended the title against Mr. Anderson and Rob Van Dam in a three-way steel cage match. In May, Sting was allowed to pick his number one contender and chose Van Dam. Whom he went on to defeat at Sacrifice. The following month, at Samniversary anniversary nine, Sting lost the Teen A World Heavyweight Championship to Mr. Anderson, following outside interference from Eric Bischoff. Over the next few weeks, Sting displayed a more maniacal character, similar in look and style to Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker in the 2008 film The Dark Knight. On the two- July 14th edition of Impact Wrestling, Sting, now dubbed as the Insane Icon, regained the Teen A World Heavyweight Title from Mr. Anderson. After Fortune and Kurt Angle, disguised as his clown minions, attacked each member of the Immortal, preventing them from interfering in the match. He would go on to lose the title from Kurt Angle on August 7th at Hardcore Justice, after Angle hit him with a chair brought to the ring by Hulk Hogan. Sting continued tormenting head members of Immortal with a strange new personality. On the August And on the August 18th edition of Impact Wrestling, his longtime rival Ric Flair made his return to TNA and challenged him to a match Sting agreed to put his career on the line in the match in exchange for Flair promising to deliver him his long awaited match with Hogan should he be able to defeat him. On the September 1st edition of Impact Wrestling, Sting received a rematch against Angle for the World Heavyweight title that was defeated following interference from Special Enforcer Hulk Hogan and the rest of Immortal. On September 11th, at No Surrender, Hogan once again called Sting to Team A World a boy title, in a three-way match, which also included Mr. Anderson. On the September 15th edition of Impact Wrestling, Sting defeated longtime rival Ric Flair to earn the right to face Hogan at Bound for Glory. On the October 6th edition of Impact Wrestling, after being exposed for his false claim a retiring and a secret ridicule of the fans, a furious Hogan, and agreed to hand TNA back to Dixie Carter, should Sting manage to defeat him at the pay-per-view. On October 16th at Bound for Glory, Sting defeated Hogan to bring Dixie Carter back to power. After the match, Hogan turned on Immortal and helped Sting overcome the odds in his battle with the stable. On the following edition of Impact Wrestling, Carter placed Sting in charge of the program. Sting returned to the ring on December 22nd and February 9, 2012 editions of Impact Wrestling, where he came up with Jeff Hardy to defeat TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode and Bully Ray both times. On March 18th at Victory Road, Sting was defeated by Roode. In a non titled No Holds Barred match on the following edition of Impact Wrestling, Sting announced his resignation from the general manager position and handed the position over to Hulk Hogan. He later stated that he believed that Hogan could properly run TNA without the influ- influence of Bischoff. On March 29th, DC Carter announced that Borden had signed another contract extension with TNA. Sting returned to TNA on the May 24th episode of Impact Wrestling, attacking Bobby Roode. The following week, Sting defeated Roode a non-title lumberjack match to earn a shot at his World Heavyweight title. On June 10th, its anniversary Sting was announced as the first person inducted into the TNA Hall of Fame the following October. Later in the event of the evening, Sting unsuccessfully challenged Rude for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship after being hit with a beer bottle. That's where Sting attacked Rude and dropped him on the entrance ramp with a scorpion death drop. Final Feuds and Departure 2012-2014 through 2014. On the June fourteenth episode of Impact Wrestling, Sting's speech about the events of Samavers was interrupted when he was attacked by three mass assailants. Sting returned four weeks later, but this time both he and Hulk Hogan were attacked by the same group of mass men who have dubbed themselves the Aces and Eights. While Hogan was recovering from the storyline injuries suffered in the attack and a legitimate back surgery, Sting reclaimed the role of interim general manager. On October thirteenth, Sting was officially inducted into the TNA Hall of Fame. The following day, at Bound for Glory, Sting teamed with Bully Ray in a tag team match where they were defeated by the Aces and Eights. Following an interference from the man who was afterwards unmasked as Ray's longtime partner, the returning Devon. As a result, their win the Aces and Eights earned full access to TNA. On the following episode of Impact Wrestling, Sting defeated Devon via DQ. Following interference from the Aces and Eights, on the, the number 8 episode of Impact Wrestling, Sting was sidelined with a storyline with, with story injury after being put through a table and beaten with a ball-peen hammer by D.O.C., a member of, of Aces and Eights. Sting returned on the January 3rd, 2013 episode of Impact Wrestling, saving Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe from the Aces and Eights before beating the group down with the baseball bat. Sting wrestled in his return match the following week, defeated Ace and Aids, Aces and Eights member Mike Knox after he injured Kurt Angle. Excuse me, three days later, at Genesis, Sting gained his revenge on Doc by defeating him in a singles match. On a February 7th episode of Impact Wrestling, Sting teamed up with Bully Ray to defeat Devon and Doc in a tables match. On March 10th at Lockdown, Team TNA consisted of Sting, Eric Young, James Storm, Magnus, and Samoa Joe defeated Aces and Eights defeated the consistent of Devon, Doc, Garrett Bischoff, Mike Knox, and Mr. Anderson in a lethal Lockdown match. After Bully Ray won the World Heavyweight Championship and revealed himself as the leader of Aces and Eights later that night, Hulk Hogan blamed Sting as he, had, as he had encouraged Hogan to give Ray the title shot while also encouraging Hogan to support Ray's marriage with his daughter, Brooke. Sting proceeded to walk out on Hogan. Sting returned on the April 25th to Impact Wrestling, saving Hogan from an attack by the Aces and Eights. The following week, Sting reconciled with Hogan and became the number one contender to the TNA World Heavyweight title later that night. After defeating Matt Morgan. On June 2nd at Summerversary at 11, Sting unsuccessfully challenged Billy Ray for the World Heavyweight title in a no holds barred match after an interference by Aces and Eights. Per stipulation, Sting will never get another world title opportunity again. On the June 13th episode of Impact Wrestling, Sting noted that nobody in the back helped him during his title match, but he would form a new main event mafia in the Battle the Aces and Eights. In the following week, Sting would recruit, would recruit Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, Magnus, and Rampage Jackson as members of, a new, new, uh, of the new Main Event Mafia. Before Bound for Glory, Main Event member Magnus complained to Sting because, because he loses. Magnus told Sting he had flair to put him, in the, put him in the map, but he had nobody. So Sting challenged him to a match at Bound for Glory. At Bound for Glory, Sting was defeated by Magnus, on the October 31st episode of Impact Wrestling, DC Carter offered to lift the Lifetime Band so Sting could get another world title opportunity again by entering him first in a Battle Royal Gauntlet match, which was won by Magnus. as Sting attempted to eliminate Kazarian, and Magnus eliminated the both of them. Sting disbanded the main event mafia after Aces and Eights disbanded. While other members began to chase the Royal Heavyweight title dreams, Sting started a feud against Ethan Carter III and DC Carter after they began humiliating TMA legends like Curryman and Earl Hebner, by Carter. On the December 12th episode of Impact, Carter was confronted by Sting and was issued an option, either face Sting immediately or enter the Feast or Fire match. Carter entered the Feast or Fire match and grabbed one of the briefcases. On the December 19th episode of Impact Wrestling, the Feast or Fire briefcase revealed to a, a, a revealed future world tag team championship match and also led to the firing of Chavo Guerrero. On the January 16, 2014 edition of Impact Wrestling, uh, um, Genesis Sting lost that match to Ethan Carter III due to an interference from the world champion Magnus and subsequently challenged Magnus to a title versus career match on for the January 23, 2014 edition of Impact Wrestling. Genesis Sting lost and his TNA contract was terminated as a result. WWE pre-debut appearances 2014. Veteran professional wrestling journalist Bill after chronicles Sting's career in a piece for WWE.com on February 19, 2014, wherein he stated that Sting's best days may still be yet to come. And Amid speculation about a contract offer from the company, Sting appeared in a WWE Network production on April 15, 2014, sharing a story of his former tag team partner, the Ultimate Warrior, who had recently passed away. This marked Sting's first non-archive appearance on a WWE-branded show. Sting was a prominent contributor to the documentary film Warrior, The Ultimate Legend, which aired on the WWE Network on April 17th. The following day, online retailer Xavi announced the WWE home video DVD and Blu-ray, The Best of Sting, which was released on September 23rd, 2014. Um, on July 14th, Sting appeared in a vignette on Raw to promote the video game WWE 2K15, in which he was featured as a pre-order bonus character in both his Crow and Surfer pre-1996 incarnations. That same day, WWE began selling official Sting merchandise. On July 24th, Borden made his first public appearance for WWE in full Sting garb as a surprise guest at the 2014 San Diego Comic Con International. The event was held to announce WWE's up line of the Mattel action figures, in which the company's first ever Sting figure would appear. Prior to that appearance, Sting gave his, interview, his first interview with WWE.com, which was released later that day. On August 4th, WWE announced Sting as a guest for the, on the WWE 2K15 roster reveal panel, which took place on August 16th in Los Angeles with the Authority 2014 through 2015 on November 23rd during the main event of Survivor Series sting made his first ever appearance in a WWE ring by attacking Triple H with a scorpion death drop and also costing team authority the match on January 19 2015 Sting made his live raw debut by appearing backstage during the main event then walking to the stage causing a distraction and costing authority members big show Kane and Seth Rollins, their handicap match against John Cena. This win gave the recently fired Dolph Ziggler, Ryback, and Eric Rowan their jobs back. Triple H challenged Sting to a face-to-face confrontation on the January 26th episode of Raw. Sting accepted this challenge on the February 16th episode of Raw by sending a Sting doppelganger into the ring to scare Triple H. After airing the vignette on the base screen accepting Triple H's challenge, Sting and Triple H had a confrontation at Fastlane, on February 22nd following physicality between the two Sting pointed to the WrestleMania 31 sign with his baseball bat issuing a challenge for the event that was accepted by Triple H on the March 16th episode of Raw Sting made a surprise appearance and helped Randy Orton fight off the authority immediately following the WWE Network Sting spoke for the first time in ring he lost at WrestleMania 31 in a match involving interference from Degeneration generation X and New World Order members, but shook hands with Triple H afterward. Sting returned on the August 24th episode of Raw, interrupting WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins' statue unveiling ceremony, by attacking Rollins before challenging Rollins for the title by raising the belt over his head. Triple H announced from the WWE Network that Sting would face Rollins for the title at Night of Champions. Sting appeared on the Tron, about the September 7th Raw defacing and ultimately destroying Rollins' statue by pushing it into a garbage truck. The following week, Sting defeated Big Show IDQ in his debut Raw match. As a consequence of Rollins attacking Sting, John Cena then came to Sting's aid, which finds of Triple H to book a tag team contest involving the four wrestlers. Sting and Cena won after Sting made Rollins tap out to the Scorpion Death loss. Sting suffered a legit neck injury during a championship match against Rollins at Night of Champions, but was able to compete. To complete the bout in a losing effort. <sighs> WWE Hall of Fame and Retirement 2015 2016. Sting said on the December 9th edition of Ric Flair's Woo! Nation podcast that he required surgery to correct cervical spinal stenosis, as lucky that a catastrophe didn't happen in his match with Rollins at Night of Champions. It was announced on the January 11th, 2016 episode of Raw that Sting would be the first member of the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2016. He was the second active WWE wrestler to be inducted, the first being his inductor, Ric Flair. Sting ultimately on, ha- on on having surgery. On March 22, 2016, he explained that he felt completely normal and had none of the side effects associated with cervical spinal stenosis. On April 2nd, during his WWE Hall of Fame induction speech, Sting announced his retirement from professional wrestling. He appeared at WrestleMania 32 alongside his fellow 2016 inductees the following night. In August 2016, Sting appeared on the WWE Network show Legends with J.B. Hill and talked about his career. He also stated that he had not undergone surgery as that would definitely be the end of his career as he still holds hope for a match with The Undertaker, claiming claiming that to be his unfinished business in wrestling. Legacy and influence. Sting is widely regarded as the greatest performer in WCW history. Former rival Hulk Hogan asserted that Sting should be mentioned in any conversation regarding the top ten greatest pro, pro wrestlers of all time. Numerous outlets have placed him in such listings. Sting also garnered one of the largest and most loyal fan bases in the industry. He was voted by pro Wrestling Illustrated readers as most popular wrestler of the year four times, a record shared with John Cena, the years 1991, 92, 94, and 97, digital spy writer Meir Neeson commended Sting's ability to constantly evolve his gimmick, while fellow franchise players Hulk Hogan and John Cena largely failed to do so in order to maintain spectator interest. Borden is known for his charity work, once again, once regarding his involvement with the Make-A-Wish and Starlight Children's Foundations as his most fulfilling activity. These young supporters are known as the Little Stingers. Prior to his signing with WWE, Sting's legacy was perpetrated by the organization. It hailed him as one of Sports Ellis Entertainment's elite and ranked him at number one in listings of the greatest wrestlers to never never perform in WWE and the greatest stars in WCW history. In 2013, the company named Sting Sting's WCW World Heavyweight Championship Contest against DDP on April 26, 1999 as the greatest match ever aired on WCW's flagship Monday Nitro program. At Nine of Champions 2013, WWE organized a viewer poll to determine the greatest United States champion of all time, Sting, a two-time champion, via the other four contenders, all WWE Hall of Famers, in a landslide victory with 53% of the overall vote. In regard to Sting's creative handling after he signed with WWE, PW Insider editor Dave Shearer wrote that he really represented WCW, so he was never going to get that legend treatment. Sting was the inaugural inductee into the TNA Hall of Fame. TNA president Dixie Carter credits Sting with being the major wrestling superstar that TNA needed to establish itself. The company describes him as having had an unparalleled career as being a legend who surpasses time. Sting was regarded by colleagues in WCW as a professional and well-respected locker room leader. Prominent adversary Big Van Vader felt that Sting had unsurpassed athletic prowess within the business and ranked right up at the top as an in-ring performer. Ric Flair called Sting his greatest opponent. over DDP commented on Sting's entry into WWE in 2014, said everyone grew up watching him. No one did it better than Sting, nobody. John Cena mimicked Sting's hairstyle in his youth, and recalled he was my guy. Cody Rhodes and Shelton Benjamin have also named him as the, named him as their favorite childhood wrestler. Tyson Kidd professed being a huge Sting fan as a child, and Seth Rollins would dress up as as Sting in his youth. He was also a prominent influence on industry industry veterans Kurt Angle, Bill Goldberg, Jeff Hardy, Kane, AJ Styles, and Goldust. Bray Wyatt has stressed that he really would like to take on Sting. I didn't have to have that before I die. I don't care if it happens outside a Waffle House somewhere. Sting was the only WCW World Heavyweight Champion to wear face paint. His drawing ability. Sting's drawing ability has has been disputed. Journalist Dave Shearer of PW Insider wrote, Sting is an all-timer for sure, but the fact that when he was the man in WCW even before the NWO came in, he didn't draw huge. Pro-wrestling historian Dave Meltzer also reported that Sting was not a formidable draw. Finn Martin of PowerSlam felt that while Sting did not make essential improvements nor grow into the champion's role during his first NWA World Heavyweight Championship reign of 1990-91, to 91, he suffered from a weak lineup of potential opponents and poor creative handling. Martin said that Sting never truly established himself as the man. On the other hand, Steve Austin has taken exception to the notion that Sting was not a profitable wrestler. Reflected on Sting in the early 1990s, veteran wrestler Kevin Nash said, There weren't many draws in WCW at that point, but he was one of them. Former WCW booker Mike Graham asserted that Sting was a television rating success during the Monday Night Wars. While fellow booker Kevin Sullivan says, Sting's rivalry with Ric Flair, if I needed a draw to draw a rating, Sting and Flair always drew. It was like Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. The inaugural Clash of the Champions event 1988, which aired opposite the WWF WrestleMania IV and was headlined by Sting vs. Flair, generated a record-setting 5.6 rating on TBS. The pair also animated the Great American Bash in 1990, which was the NWA's biggest pay-per-view success up to that point. Sting was a major attraction in 1997, being WCW's top merchandise seller, second only to the WWF's Steve Austin overall. and Versus Hollywood Hogan, headlining the biggest person pay-per-view event in the company's history at that year's Starrcade. Sting went on to join the NWO Wolfpack stable, which dominated WCW's merchandise sales at events in mid-1998. Discussing Sting and WWE, Kevin Nash said that he is so valuable to the company as a trademark. Resistance to signing with WWE. Prior to his signing with WWE, Sting was widely considered a great thrust in order to perform for the company. He had really good conversations with the promotion during his career, but did not appear there until 2014 at the age of 55. His loyalty to WCW, even in his dying days, has been noted. That organization was purchased by the WWF, now WWE, in 2001, as thing's contract with his parent company, AOL Tom Warner, expired in 2002. They still refused to make the jump, ultimately attributing this to the WWF's creative image of former WCW talents and negative dealings with attorneys. The company's onerous live schedule and the content of its programming were also factors. Ding has, however, downplayed rumors of a difficult relationship with WWE. Rather than signing with the WWE in 2002, Sting performed for smaller promotions, becoming the centerpiece of TNA by the mid-2000s. David Shoemaker of Grantland felt that while he had some good moments with that company, it was a lost decade since WWE essentially dictates the history of pro wrestling. Nonetheless, his pre-WWE career included dream matches against former WWF stars Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart in WCW, as well as bouts opposite, opposite names such as Ric Flair, Randy Savage, Kurt Angle, and Mick Foley. Seeing Austin wrestle Steve Austin in WCW, he had positive negotiations with WWE in 2003, with his proposed debut angle being a confrontation with Austin at the conclusion of WrestleMania 19. He was also very, very close to making a deal with the company in 2011, which would potentially have involved a match against The Undertaker at WrestleMania 27. Although Sting twice wrestled Mark Calloway and his pre-Undertaker character, Mark Callis, at WCW Live events in 1990, WWE viewers primed for a televised Sting versus Undertaker match. Some other media that he was involved with. Borden appeared in the music video for the song Fire in the Hole by... Buzz Rocket in 1989. Borden appeared in the syndicate TV show Super Force as Howler, three episodes between 1991 and 92. He started a pay-per-view-only film titled The Real Reason Men Commit Crimes in 1998. Borden was featured in a Sprite commercial in 1999. He also appeared in three episodes of the Action Adventure series and Hulk Hogan vehicle Thunder in Paradise as the character Adam Hammerhead McCall. Borden made a guest appearance on Walker Texas Ranger as, as biker and drug dealer Granges in the episode Unsafe Speed. He also appeared in Ready to Rumble from 2000 as himself, Sting. He also appeared in the Christian film The Encounter from 2010 and was featured as the lead actor in the TV movie Shutter Speed. He also he makes a cameo appearance as Sting on an episode of Upright Citizens Brigade. Borden played an outlaw biker in the film Revelation Road in 2013. October 2015, WWE released a second Sting DVD called Sting Into the Light. The three-disc set features a behind-the-scenes documentary with Sting himself as he prepares to step into a WWE ring for the first time at WrestleMania 31. His personal life. Borden was an anabolic steroid user in the 1980s. He became a born-again Christian in August 1998 after confessing his adultery and substance and alcohol abuse to his then-wife, He and Sue Sue divorced in 2010. Borden has two sons, Garrett Lee and Steve Jr., and a daughter named Gracie, who was born in 2000. His elder son Garrett attends Azusa Pacific University, where he plays college football as a running back. Stephen attended Kilgore College, where he played tight end. On December 19, 2012, he committed to the University of Kentucky. At the 2015 NFL Draft, Stephen was invited by the Kansas City Chiefs to try out for the team. At their rookie mini camp. Gordon married his second wife, Sabine, in 2015, shortly after WrestleMania 31. He also has a stepdaughter, Jessica. And here's some of his uh, wrestling uh, attributes right here. Finishing moves, Scorpion Death Drop from 96 to 2015, and of course the Scorpion Death Lock. Finishing moves, Diving Clothesline, Jumping DDT, Diving Splash, Dropkick, Inverted atomic drop, knife edge chop, military press slam, one handed bulldog, powerbomb, running leaping elbow drop, slingshot crossbody, sleeper hold, the innovative finger splash, the tombstone power driver, and a vertical suplex sometimes from the top rope. Some of his nicknames included the franchise, of course, of WCW and WWE, the icon bearing TNA and WWE. The insane icon in TNA, the man they call Sting, the stinger from NWA, WCW, TNA, and WWE, and the vigilante in WWE. His entrance themes, during his time in the Universal Wrestling Federation, Castle Walls by Sticks, used by a member of the Blade Runners, and Everybody Wants You by Billy Squire while he was a solo wrestler. WCW, Turbo Charge from 89 to 92, the song Man Called was from 93 to 96. The Crows scene theme, theme by Jimmy Hart from 96-99 and early 2000. The Wolfpack theme by Sea Murderer Jimmy Hart 1998, used while he was a member of the Wolfpack. And the song Seek and Destroy by the Wolf, Wolf, Woodside 99, all done by the band Metallica from 99 to 2001. In TNA, the song Slay Me by Dale Oliver from January 1st, 06 to January 23rd, 2014. And the theme for Main Mafia also done by Dale Oliver. In WWE, it was called Out of the Shadows by Jim Johnston. Done between November 23, 2014, from April to April 3, 2016. Championships and Accomplishments: Jim Crocker Promotions World Championship Wrestling, he held these belts: NWA World TV Title once, NWA World Heavyweight Title once, WCW International World Heavyweight Champion twice, United States. WCW United States Champion twice. WCW World Heavyweight Champion six times. WCW World Tag Team titles three times. Once with Luger, Lex Luger, once with the Giant, and once with Kevin Nash. The Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup 1988 with Lex Luger. The Iron Man Tournament in 1989. The Battle Bowl Battle Royal 1991. The King of Cable Tournament in 1992. European Cup in, in, in 1994 and 2000. WCW United States Championship Tournament in 1991 and also in 1995. The London Lethal Lottery Tag Team Tournament in 2000 with Scott Steiner. And also he's the third WCW cripple, Triple Crown Champion. Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Comeback of, the, comeback of the year 2006, 2011, 2014. Match of the year 1991 with Lex Luger versus Steiners at Super Bowl. Most Improved Wrestler of the Year in '88. Most inspirational wrestler of the year in 1990. Most popular wrestler of the year, 91, 92, 94, 97. Wrestler of the year, 1990. Ranked number one of the top 500 singles wrestlers in the PWI 500 in 1992. Ranked number 15 in the top 500 singles wrestlers of the PWI years in 2003. And ranked number 52 of the top 100 tag teams of the PWI years with Lex Luger, also in 2003. TNA. NWA World Heavyweight Championship one time. TNA World Heavyweight Championship four times. TNA World Tag Team Championship once with Kurt Angle. Inspirational Superstar of the Year 2007. TNA Match of the Year 2007 versus Kurt Angle at Bound for Glory in 07. TNA Match of the Year 09 versus AJ Styles at Bound for Glory in 09. And TNA Hall of Fame Class of 2012. Universal Wrestling Federation. UWF World Tag Team Championship three times, twice with Eddie Gilbert and once with Rick Steiner, World Wrestling All-Stars, WWE World Heavyweight Championship once, and, of course, in w, and of course WWE, the WWE Hall of Fame course class of 2016. Sammy so Awards, first off, this is also moment of the year 2014. They came to help Team Cena defeat Team Authority at Survivor Series. Nice return of the year 2015, That's Seth Rollins' statue, Rollins on Raw.
1: Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen.
2: I already mean. got you ice cream. I'll come do it. I'll come get it.
0: Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I had to step over just one second. I'm back on now. Anyway, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Match of the Year, 1988 versus Ric Flair. Clash of Champions One, Most Charismatic, 1988-1992. Most Improved, 1988. Most Unimproved, 1990. Five-star match, 1991 with Brian Pillman. Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner versus Ric Flair, Larry Zbyszko, Barry Windham, and Sid Vicious. February 24th War Pants match, Wrestle War. <coughs> Five-star match, 1992, with Nikita Koloff, Ricky Steamboat, Barry Windham, and Dustin Rhodes versus Arn Anderson, Rick Rude, Steve Austin, Bobby Eaton, and Larry Zabinsko, May 17th, War Games match at Russell Ward. Best babyface, 1992, worst work match of the year, 1995, versus Tony Palmore at Battle 7. Worst work match of the year, 2011, versus Jeff Hardy at Victory Road, owing to Hardy's inebriation. And Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame Class of 2016.
1: <clears throat> and let's see here. Uh,
0: and ladies and gentlemen,
1: that's pretty much uh, that's uh, that's pretty much all we got right here, folks.
0: Uh, and you know, like we like we said before, I mean. Sting, like I said, is, you know, without a doubt, like I said, one of the most charismatic superstars in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, of course, he's he's been through the wars with so many greats. Like we said, Flair, Hogan. Like we said, DDP. Uh, um, of course, you know, Kurt Angle. Uh, of course, even his more recent, of course, uh, Triple H at WrestleMania 31. Seth Rollins, like we said before. He's been through so many great superstars. Has battled so many great superstars. Teamed um, up with so many great superstars. Uh, like as you heard, the list of belts right there, of course. Um, you know, he's 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 like I said, he's been a face. He's been a heel. Uh, he's been, you know, he's, he's he's been one of those superstars. Like I said, that you don't get enough too much of enough of. And you have to continue to do your best to watch as many of his matches over and over again, just to get that feeling each and every time. Uh, of course, he may be retired, but let me tell you something. Like I said, you know, as long as we remember him for all his contributions, you now Sting, you know, will always be a real huge part of, like I said, of wrestling lore indeed. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw once again, for episode number seventeen of Wrestling Profile. 1-724-444-7444, call ID one four two two four one pound. I'm sorry we did not have anybody else come on here to give their thoughts and opinions here. But of course like I said this will be about this will be a show to remember of course um without without a doubt here of course like I said as we have rest and profile of course here with this, this two parter here on one of the greatest rests of all time in state. Uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing more wrestling profiles here and in, 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 out here real, real soon. Hopefully, like I said, we'll get some more out here. And like I said, as we talk about wrestlers, we talk about wrestling stables, we talk about tag teams, we talk about uh, wrestling organizations, we talk about anything involved with in wrestling. We will definitely, like I said, bring it here to own wrestling profile. And normally, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, whenever we do, whenever one of our main shows is not able to come on, we will we will of course we will we'll, of course bring you this show right here and uh, like I said our, our, do our best like I said to bring you our thoughts and opinions on all of our and all of the great superstars of the past and the present. So for the entire panel, way too tough to handle, ladies and gentlemen here in the WWS Radio Network. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here saying thank you so much for listening here. Be uh, sure to like I said to catch episode number sixteen as well, which of course talks about part one during these early years and, of course, up until the end of WCW. Um, Of course, like I said, this show right here, of course, this episode right here, no doubt will be, uh, will will no doubt, of course, along with the last one, will will no doubt be uh, somebody, will be one to definitely remember here. And be sure to listen to all of our past episodes of Wrestling Profile here, too, which we have talked about everything from uh, the AWA to uh, Owen, the late Owen Hart, uh, DDP, Randy Orton, uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, WCW Road Wild. Um, uh, uh, like I said, we will we will bring we will we will not hesitate in bringing you as much wrestling stuff wrestling stuff as we can, and of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Sting Wikipedia page will definitely be put in our on our page, WCWS Wiki files. <laughs> Excuse me. And you'll be able to catch it on here, of course, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS wiki series. So that'll be be posted on there momentarily so everyone will have an opportunity to go back and read everything that we have talked about here as well about this main man right here known as Steam. Like I said, for the entire WWS radio network, of course, kind of way too tough to handle. This is Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw saying thank you so much for listening here, listening to us here tonight. And of course, be sure tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, remember. Uh, we've got WWE Great Balls of Fire 2017 coming up, and we want you, of course, like I said, join us this uh, tomorrow afternoon at 5 p.m. for our prediction show. Of course, talking about all the all the matches coming up for Great Balls of Fire 2017. Uh, three of our members of the panel have already, of course, provided their uh, provided their um, their predictions for each of the eight matches that uh, that they will be taking place tomorrow. So, uh, we'll, uh, we'll know that like I said, hopefully, like I said, we'll, we'll be able to get, uh, I'll get, we'll get mine. Hopefully, we'll be able to get KeenWOs and maybe, hopefully, we'll get, uh, the Black Little Michelle Lynn Dodds on to maybe give give us hers as well. <clears throat> so, uh, be sure, be sure to listen in for that. Like I said, it's a special edition of Revolution, 138055 pound, uh, tomorrow evening for, of course, our prediction show for Great Balls of Fire 2017. <clears throat> wrestling Profile, ladies and gentlemen, is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on Talkshoot.com. where we're two years older and continuing to be bolder, radio network the radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Uh, everyone, please take care. Be safe out, be safe. Be, be be safe. Be good to yourselves and each other. We will see you in the ring. As always, here in the WWS Radio Network, right here on talkshoe.com. God bless, everyone.